0: What would you do if he could be normal and find a cure for
1: us? After years, it's finally possible. You did it. You found a cure. It's a curse. What happened to you? Something inside of me wants to hunt. You can't stay here. It's not safe. Michael, this is your chance
2: to set things right.
1: Are you here to heal the world or to destroy it? I don't know. Morbius, a new Marvel legend arrives only in theaters.
3: Episode 419.
1: There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that Makes us happy like shooting at a wall rat But it's done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps Dropped by the cool kids it,
0: it, It's a trap!
1: What's it good and tasty, Do we love it? Hey, let's race it embrace it, it. Let's embrace it. Cup for wear parties. Subculture spill over like a vulture carry over. Counterculture pushed over pop culture leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say's already been said? Let's go pretty sure. Only talent It's the band that's singing. this pop culture leftovers.
2: You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider is Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, five
4: four, four, three, four
2: three, three, two, three, two, one.
5: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. And I'm we're The know? Leftovers. <laughs> and we are here to talk about... The new Sony movie and uh, the third entry, Jake, into the SSU, what uh, Sony's calling the Sony's Spider-Man universe. We're here to talk about the long, delayed, and finally here, Morbius. Jake, I'm a Horbius for Morbius. Yes, yes, me as well, me as well. How many times was this movie delayed? Was it like four times? It feels like at least three, possibly four. Yeah. I mean, the first trailer dropped in 2019, and here we are in 2022, and we're finally getting the movie. Yeah, wild. I mean, I feel like it had. Quite, uh, how many posters did it have until they finally put it at the bottom of the poster "coming soon"? They just gave up on the date. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. the, the bo- movie posters that you see when you go to the movie theater are still so weird because of the the pandemic. Like some of the stuff they still have up, it's like, what the fuck?
5: Yeah. Before we jump into Morbius, uh, we do have a uh, contest this week. And it is for the new movie, The Contractor. I've got five digital codes that we're going to be giving out to to winners next week. The Contractor starring Chris Pine is now in theaters and available on digital and on demand. When a discharged elite special forces sergeant is desperate to provide for his family, he contracts with a private military force and unravels a deep conspiracy, sending him on the run for his life buy or rent The Contractor and watch it today. It's rated R from Paramount Pictures. We've got five digital copies. Going to be giving them out next week. All you have to do to enter this contest is I'm going to be putting out a Facebook post and a tweet on Twitter. Retweet or share the post and then send me the screenshot proving that you did. Send it to me, contest at popcultureleftovers.com and uh, title it The Contractor and i'll be giving out uh, the 5 digital codes on next week's episode so join join in on the fun and win a copy of the contract app. <laughs>
2: i love that it's rated r i imagine like someone like getting a paper cut on the contract and then it like bleeding like kill bill style all over the place <laughs>
5: I don't think it's that kind of contract. I don't I, I could be wrong, Jake.
0: That sounds way more interesting than whatever it just happened.
5: Uh Neil, we're trying to get people to watch this movie. <laughs> and we actually have Paramount giving us digital codes for it. Let's not knock the movie um let's see I here love, i love you paramount you do no wrong uh, thank you no Except seriously. For their abs,
0: which sucks ass
5: again okay. neil thank you <laughs> shut the fuck up save it for when we're not recording save that shit or at Thank least you
2: do Paramount it, and for giving us jackass on streaming services so quickly, you're you're a god among men.
5: I don't want to lose sponsors, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just a guest. Nothing I say matters.
1: Uh, okay. Paramount,
2: we tell Neil how wrong he is about your service every fucking day.
5: <sighs> All right, guys, let's. uh We're going to be. God damn it, Neil! Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be diving into spoilers for the new movie Morbius. I'm definitely not giving her this episode, Jake. It'll be the other one that I'm giving her. Remind me that that she needs to listen to the uh, <laughs> to the to the Moon Knight episode for the plug. I,
2: I just put it in my notes.
5: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 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 I, I i really need to take our guests aside and say just just save your comments yeah jesus
2: fuck he's like a universal plant or some shit like that i think i don't know what he's talking about
5: oh man uh we're gonna be diving into the spoilers for morbius this is your official spoiler warning
1: this is a pop culture leftover spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dick You have been warned. Spoiler pussies.
5: Morbius biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but when his experiment goes wrong... He inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. It's directed by Daniel Espinosa and written by Matt Sazama and Burt Sharpless. It stars Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius alongside Matt Smith, Adria Arjona, Jared Harris, Al Madrigal, and Tyrese Gibson. Morbius has a runtime of 104 minutes and an estimated budget of 75000000 million. We're going to be rating Morbius if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the
1: leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating.
5: If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. I did say we're going to be jumping into spoilers. One thing that I would like us to hold on to and kind of hold off on talking about uh, in major detail would be the mid and, uh, and post credit scene. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's free-for-all. Uh, go ahead and talk to me about Morbius Tristan. Oh,
3: Morbius. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with the positive. I like the design of the character. I definitely liked um, some of the special effects, CGI, when he was manifesting his powers. And that's it. I would say that um, for the most part, I can see why Sony didn't want this to come out so close to Spider-Man: No Way Home because I mean they they were just riding so much goodwill and probably wanted to carry that on as long as they could. But man, like this movie, it's it's not terrible. It's not it's not the worst comic book property I've seen, but it's a film that's very disappointing to me because it's coming in an era where people should have figured out the formula on how to tell these stories. And and there's also just so much time that has passed as well. You know, there's been so many delays and ways that this could have been made into a better movie. So, um, I can't highly recommend a movie where I'm checking my watch throughout the entire thing. Um, and I was really trying to figure out whether or not I wanted to give this movie a low tasted or a toss it. Um, I was bored out of my mind and when I saw what I'm not going to go into detail, but when I saw what was in my opinion, two of the worst post credit scenes I've ever seen, it's a fucking toss it for me.
5: All right. We got to toss it, uh,
4: from Tristan, uh, Joe curious thoughts on Morbius. Uh, yeah, I mean like right off the bat, Morbius isn't a good movie, but it's not nearly as bad as the internet's making it out to be. Um, I mean, if nothing else, we've gotten some really fantastic memes out of this already. <laughs> but, uh, you know, mind you, this is no MCU film at all, but it kind of almost works as like an action horror popcorn kind of movie. You know, not with I mean, the plot in this is like insanely predictable, but I felt like there was enough action with it that that I, I didn't find myself getting as, you know, all that bored with it. Um I went into this without much knowledge of the character. I was first introduced by Morbius uh, through Marvel trading cards I collected in uh, like the early 90s when I was a kid. And But I hadn't read any of his books prior to seeing the movie. Um, after seeing the movie, I, I did uh, get on Comixology and I, I – um, what book did I get? It was uh, Morbius the Living Vampire, uh, The Man Called Morbius by Joseph Keating. And um Valentine Delandro and Richard Elson uh, and that was the it starts with a, a one-off from spider man 699.1 and it has a really similar origin scene to what we see on the boat here. Um, so I, I thought that that was pretty like pleasantly surprising. I thought that um the way that they did the character design of the vampires in this, especially on Morbius like it it did look a lot like he looks in the comics. And, you know, as as far as the effects in this go, I feel like the vampire transformation effects were really, really great. Um, but, like, the flight effects were just really too busy for my taste. And, like, all the little shots that they picked to do their slow-mo, most of them were, were pretty bland. Where I was like, why would you choose that? <laughs> like, it, like, it wasn't even, like, a cool-looking shot. Um, I, the score, I thought, was very evocative. Of the score in Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, where there were times where I'm like, is this the exact same score? Um, but maybe it was just confusing me with how close it was, especially with all the bats flying around all the time. Um and the performance in this, I thought Jared Leto was serviceable. I, I liked Matt Smith a little bit more, especially loved seeing him chew the scenery post transformation. Um everybody else was pretty forgivable, uh pretty forgettable. The the serious cop, funny cop duo Tyrese Gibson and comedian Al Madrigal was you know, pretty forgettable. The the fridged love interest played by Adriana Arjona was it, – it just felt like it was stale fare I, at this point. But the biggest tragedy in the performance of this is the criminal underutilization of Jared Harris. I mean how the fuck do you cast somebody like Jared Harris and then just have him do these nothing scenes – like I don't understand why you'd get an actor of that caliber and then just not Didn't even have, have a full name? Of... Uh yeah, oh, fuck whoa. what What hey. was it? Yeah, I was <laughs> say, <laughs> I think it was a meal. Was it a meal? It was a, a meal, Phil Nicholas.
1: Nickel? Yeah.
4: Yeah. And um yeah, so <laughs> Tristan like you, I was like I went into this thing just expecting like okay, this is going to be an absolute toss it you know like going into the theater like the i think the rotten tomatoes score was already like below 20 and so i had no hope for this at all i tried talking every single person in my family into going with me I almost <laughs> bribed my four- year, 14-year-old like i will pay you to not make me go do this alone <laughs> and there were only like four other people in the auditorium with me so i mean it was not that busy um but it, at the end i i felt like after I thought about it, and I was like, you know, it does kind of work as a horror movie. This isn't a superhero movie at all. In fact, I think Sony is riding the coattails of, of goodwill, you know, trading on this Marvel name when this is like, you know, people hear Marvel and movies. They they think stuff like the MCU. They don't think whatever this thing was. <laughs> but it almost works as like, you know, this popcorn horror movie. So, so I give it a low taste it and – And I know we'll get into the mid-credit scenes later, but as far as mid-credit scenes go, these were probably the worst – not only the worst mid-credit scenes I've seen, but also the worst parts of this movie where it was like, wow, you just managed to take this to a whole new level of fucking ridiculous. (laughs) But yeah, that's Morbius.
5: Uh, Yeah, I'll go next. Um, Jake, recently me and you went and saw – in the theater, we went and saw um, uh, The Room with a bunch of people. And this is the room of comic book movies. Like this
2: <laughs> I put the same thing in my notes.
5: <laughs> this is uh I'm sorry. This there there's no low taste it when it comes to Morbius. This is an absolute toss it. This is not good. Um I mean I, I will talk about what I did like. I did like the, there's the one scene where, you know, we know he's a doctor and, and there's a scene where he, um, mm-hmm. The reason he's there is dumb, and we'll talk about that. But he's like breaking the bones of that guy and talking about which bones he's breaking, and as he's doing it, I was like, "That's cool. That's we need more shit like this." You're like, you're incorporating the doctor part of him, and he's fucking doing this horrific thing of breaking this guy's bones in his hand, talking about the metacarpals and all this stuff. And I was like, "Man, that's really fucking cool. Why couldn't we got more scenes like that?" Because I don't. I don't think they knew what they were doing in this movie. Like it's, I think they were really going for like the horror aspect and, and then they, they pulled their punches on that. Like it didn't get as horror as the horror element didn't really like stick out to me throughout the entire film. Um, They missed the mark on what could have been a great movie about these two friends that are torn. Um, I felt like they never really, what they gave us like is, it felt like they barely knew each other while they, while they were in that hospital. Uh, And they had like this lifelong friendship and then it's, they have differences on like how they should, this newfound power that he's got, they have differences on it. And one, one wants it and wants to be like him and wants to, and I never felt like, I never felt like any of it was earned. Like the way that, um, his friend, Milo, kind of just like h- hated humanity cause we got one scene of like some kids beating him up out in the street. It makes me feel like he just, I don't know. That, that, that just, and then this forced kind of like interview with the vampire Louis and Lestat friendship that they had was oh. just kind of really bad. Um, there's the, <laughs> one of the most criminal things that happens in this is when he's being interrogated. By, uh, the FBI agent Stroud and Rodriguez, and he's starting to feel the need to feed. And he says, I'm getting hungry. You wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you're quoting Bill Bixby (laughs) in The Incredible Hulk. And then there's another scene where fucking Rodriguez shows up to Martine Bancroft's house and she's gone. And he's shaking the litter box trying to get the cat to come to him. Like, I would have shook a bag of fucking, like, treats or something. I don't – I've never sh- – is that something that people do is they shake a litter box to get a cat to come to them?
2: No, <laughs> that cat must really love shitting or something. I, I, I was <laughs> not Unless cat. the
5: cat ate shit, I don't understand. not a thing. That's why I'm asking. Like, it's not a thing. Like – I, if he would have picked up a bag of- Nobody te-
0: shakes a litter box in order to get
5: a cat to go. He's to literally it. saying, as he's sh- shaking it, Humans here, don't do that! He's saying, here kitty, 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 like, no, you pick up a bag of treats and shake the bag of treats, like temptations or something. You don't shake a fucking thing of shit to get Both a cat <laughs> to poop! It was the dumb, weirdest fucking decision. Um... uh, some just i i i i cannot i did i was really hoping that they would be able to pull off what they did in venom and i know not everybody's a fan of it but man tom hardy was fantastic i loved it i thought it was i thought that movie was a blast and it had great moments of humor um they they really uh fucked this movie up um it, it it is it's n I, I it was like it was written by like a five year old or something it, it, I, <laughs> there's a there's a point where he he's in a he's in a fucking like uh diner and he's listening in on these kids that are uh counterfeiting money and he follows them and then he's like This is where the guy shows up to beat beat up the thugs and it's all so he can have his like science lair. It's like that you put that scene in there so like our hero could be to could get his science lair. That's where his, (laughs) it was the, it was the most out of place and weird thing ever. Like I didn't understand what was happening from one scene to the next half of the time. It's just like, I just kept thinking, things are happening, things are happening, things are happening, and it is just, and that by the end of the movie, I'm just thinking to myself, is he gonna still try to cure this disease? Like what, what, what happened to the little girl, Anna? Is, is Anna dead? Is she still in a coma? Um, again, going back to the room, Jake, where we don't know what happened with the mom's breast cancer. We don't know what happened to Anna in this movie. Is he going to cure any of these people or is he just done with that now? It's just the weirdest movie. This is an absolute toss-it. Jake, what did you think about Morbius? Yeah, I, I'm i
2: going to have to disagree with what Joe and Tristan are kind of putting out there where they said it was actually a little bit better than what they expected from the reaction. I had quite the opposite reaction to this movie. I actually thought it was worse than anything I ever could have imagined. Um I don't think the the internet is bagging on this movie quite enough. Um it's a it's a it's a complete toss it for me the story is just absolutely terrible. I've never seen such bizarre tonal shifts and pacing in a comic book movie in a in a long time. Um None like of the characters, Catwoman or Elektra. Yeah, but those movies are like fifteen plus years old at this point. Exactly. Like I thought, I thought we were past this kind of thing. Um, I've never this seen twenty-year-old fucking movie. Yeah, I've never seen a less enjoyable cast of characters either. I literally hated everybody. Um, this movie fails the Bechtel test in like every way possible. It's the it's the worst female representation in a comic book movie maybe ever um (laughs) she has like maybe a dozen lines and then you feel no emotion when what happens to her happens Uh, other in fact there's multiple characters that end up meeting their demise and you couldn't feel less emotion or connection (laughs) when any of them happen um this movie is never funny, even when it rarely tries to be. Um, I have the hungry line written in my notes under this part as well. Um, and when it's, tr- you know, not trying to be funny, it's just so dour. Um, I felt like more than 75% of this movie took place in a fucking lab, and that was extremely boring. Um, much like Tristan, I, I couldn't believe this movie was only, I think, an hour and 45 minutes. It felt like some – I mean, Matt Smith was in it. It felt like some straight-up Doctor Who time-bending shit. Like, it felt like I spent three hours of my life watching this movie. Um, I agree that Matt Smith was the best part of the movie, but at that point, it was like putting a Snickers in a pile of shit. Like, it, you can't eat that Snickers anymore. It's it's completely ruined. Um and none of it just made any sense. It was very room-like. Like, the, I kept thinking about how at one point Morbius was willing to kill himself to, like, prevent, like, anything bad from happening. And then by the end of the movie, like, he apparently he makes the decision that he doesn't have to kill himself anymore. But there's really never any, like, visualization of that struggle or anything. Like, there's just no, like, heart behind it at all. Um, I thought the visuals, even though they were okay – were absolutely stupid and made no sense like the, if you think about the science behind the visuals i found that to be really dumb like they're expressing his sonar vision with all this wispy smoke shit as he's jumping around and it's like the whole point of the bat sonar is to sense your surroundings and know everything around you so why am i seeing his orange jump shoot emit all this fucking smoke when he's jumping all over the place like it it felt like a complete stylistic choice instead of like a science choice. So it really just made no fucking sense. And I didn't really care for the, the visuals in any of the action scenes because of it, it kind of ruined all the action for me. So the action was very sparse. And when it was happening, they made this stupid fucking choice with these visuals that just absolutely broke my brain trying to like, think about them. And yeah, um, god the worst post-credit scenes i've ever seen like i imagine there's people just punching themselves in the face after seeing this fucking shit um (laughs) absolutely the worst performance by leto i've ever seen in a movie like he just looked blank faced and confused for more than half of this fucking thing uh yeah this was terrible this was worse than i ever could have imagined i like i saw the i saw the rotten tomatoes i'm like oof this is gonna be bad and then i was just Astounded at how terrible it was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "It can't be that bad," and I was like, "Oh, jeez, this,
5: wow." Yeah, I was hoping to come out of it and be like, "Oh man, the critics are wrong. It's fun. It's a romp." And it's 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 sadly, it's not. Yeah, and uh, I agree with Joe that Jared Harris was just criminally underused, and brought nothing to this movie at all. This is the worst Jared Leto performance I've ever seen. And the guy can act. You don't have to like him, but my Dallas Buyers Club, he's phenomenal. and I agree. He he can act. And this is, I don't, this, this, the the script is terrible. The directing is terrible. It's just, I feel, I feel bad for everyone involved in this movie. (laughs) Ugh Neil, uh, Neil. I feel that,
3: um, I feel that um, Jared Leto, though, I, I, I thought he was going to be more of a problem than he actually was. I feel
2: that he wasn't as bad as I anticipated him being. Yeah. He was worse than I thought he would be.
5: Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, Neil, what did you think?
2: Okay.
0: So, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> I gave it the lowest of tosses. Uh, I went into it hating Jared Leto already because he's a piece of shit human being, but I was hoping that we would at least get like a Venom-esque, like, fun romp that was dumb as shit. Like, Venom is not a good movie, but it's super fun. And a lot of that has to do with Tom Hardy's portrayal with the character. It's not a good movie, but it's still fun. This movie is neither good nor fun. It committed the, the most cardinal sin of any film that can be done, which is being boring as shit. And this movie was boring as shit. It had poor pacing, the characters were not realistic at all. There was no way to connect to anybody who was even involved in this movie. Um... The CGI action scenes were messy as fuck and were not able to be followed, and just were bad.
5: Oh god, the the they scene were, where they were falling oh, at the end—so annoying! I didn't know what was going on.
0: And like the mid credits scenes were terrible. Uh, my, I had two things that I liked about this movie. One was that they named the ship the Murnau which is a reference to Nosferatu's director, uh, F.W. Murnau. That was that was a cool little Easter egg. I liked that. The other cool thing about this movie was the credits geometric uh, things that they were doing.
5: Yeah, yeah, I like That's that That's the
0: only two good things about this movie. This movie is fucking awful and should never be viewed by anybody else who's ever watched a movie. It's awful. <laughs>
2: They should pull this movie. They should pull it from the theaters and delay it again.
0: Yeah, they should. (laughs) Like, this should be viewed in context with the new Crow. Like, this is so bad. It. it, Again, Venom was a bad movie, but it was a fun movie. This is a bad movie that's not fun. It it is (sighs) so awful. Like, I can get behind a bad movie that's fun. Like, as long as. Everybody seems like they're having a good time. I will all watch it, but this movie, yeah, it's not fun at all. <laughs> I will, I am angry at you, Brian, for making me watch this.
5: <laughs> I'm happy that I fucking made you watch this and it elicits this reaction from you.
0: I, I, I kind of hate you right now because I had to watch this movie. It is awful.
5: I kind of want to be watched. I kind of I, I want to. Honestly, I think what, I'm going to set a precedent right now that every year on this day, we're going to return and talk about <laughs> this movie. <laughs> and I'm going to make you watch it again every year. And we'll, we'll do like it'll be Morbius volume two next year so at this good, time.
0: As good I as, as even, I was feeling before we started recording, as you know, that's inversely how bad I feel about this movie.
5: Yeah, okay, Um, so... I I
3: can't even see myself going to a fan screening to to mock this film. Like, I don't even want to see it again, like The Room. You know, I could see The Room multiple times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And make fun of it. I can't see this movie again.
5: No. I've seen it twice. I've seen it twice, guys, so... I saw it twice,
2: too. The the second time was so brutal.
5: I
0: thought about going a second time, and I could not do it. Yeah, I, I just refuse. <laughs> it was, it was that bad. Like, I love, I, did, I didn't see Venom 2, but transposing that from the first Venom, which was not a good movie, it was still fun. This movie was not fun at all. There's no fun to be had in it, and the jokes are so bad. <laughs> they, they take you out of what you're watching like it, it's like hey laugh at us woo! it's so bad oh my god i fucking hated this movie so much
5: all right yeah, um a- <laughs> hold on we're good. let's uh let's let's open it up let's do a uh it's time for a pop culture leftovers movie review we're gonna be uh breaking down Not every scene of this movie, don't worry, but we we will be opening up. Uh, Tristan, what were you going to say? All right, somebody's Um, shifting around there. All right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, as far as this film is concerned, um, I got to look at context. Like I, I said, I don't think it's the worst superhero movie ever made, but it's like. Name one worse. Look at- yeah, what is? Name one what worse. What is
0: the worst superhero <laughs> ever
3: made if it's not this one? I mean, this this feels like it slots right in between like the early Daredevil and Elektra, of the early 2000s. It looks like it fits right into that shit. I could do can. Awesome.
2: I could do this. Okay, guys. I, you- Which one? Daredevil's a Tupperware compared to this. Yeah. <laughs>
5: so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you watch the if you watch the director's cut of Daredevil, it's a Tupperware compared to Morbius. Oh, I haven't seen the director's cut.
4: Director's cut is actually pretty decent.
5: It's better. It is better. I watched
4: it not that long ago and I still thought it sucked. It's not great, but it's better than it, this. It, it, it is better than this. But, but I, when I when Tristan
5: when Tristan movie. says it's not the worst comic book movie ever made, I'm a little offended because I think
4: it might be. <laughs> <laughs> electro was definitely worse uh i think the 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 first suicide suicide squad movie might have been worse than this i don't think so yeah
5: but i don't i don't think so either. i don't think so they're
4: aggressively bad whereas this
0: first
3: is daredevil like, I mean, aggressively, aggressively mediocre. mediocre ghost rider ghost rider
5: possibly like around that i would watch it's ghost right. rider over this yeah
2: Ghost Rider was it a hell of a lot of fun. Opening yeah. night that for, opening
5: for yeah. me. Oh my god. We're the getting so much first comic book movie ever made. I love the passion of like, what's worse than this fucking movie? Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I could <rather laughs> watch the entire DCEU over again than watch this movie once. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But that's what I'm talking about, the context, because Sony has resources, right? Like, they could call Kevin Feige anytime they fucking want. They they know how to make good movies. They made Spider-Verse. They made some very decent Spider-Man movies. They made the first Venom, which I thought was pretty good. And it's like they, they have the resources. There's no fucking excuse for this to be the result.
5: Yeah, it, it, it is bad. It's it's. It... <laughs> it, it it's bad there's there's no way around it this is just not good and oh god okay um the, the movie did set up though that it, it does 100% take place in the Venom verse we did get uh um uh, agent Rodriguez at the beginning of the movie talks about you know what's happening here with like the the blood um blood being sucked out of the people on the boat um that thing in San Francisco? He did. He did mention the thing in San Francisco. So it takes place in the Venom verse. So that's confirmed in this movie. Um, a lot of things. Yay. That- Neil, come on. We got to do a review on this. <laughs> and if the whole review is just going to be you, just I get it. We uh. we all we all watched it, Neil. We get it. <laughs> but we have to talk about it. <laughs> um. Oh. The, the, what I thought was interesting is, we like a lot of stuff from the trailer. Not a lot, I guess. Uh, some of the stuff from the trailer was just—it felt like it was like either taken out of the movie. Um, it was just some Rogue One level shit when it, it came
2: to the trailer yeah. and what we saw. Well, like they changed directors.
5: The scene of him—there's even- the scene of him like seeing the vulture getting out of jail and going into the car while he's going into the jail. Like that never happened um no I'm tra- and like i feel like the trailer i feel like the trailer had uh, it felt like it was having a lot like a lot more fun of showing him like getting his powers and testing them out and then when you see it in the movie it is it is just so it it happens so quickly and it's so uneventful he like jumps up and starts swinging around the lab a little bit did he ever throw the ball and catch it like in the trailer i don't even remember that yeah. He did? Okay.
0: It it felt like the trailer versus the movie was kind of reminiscent of the Suicide Squad trailer, the first (laughs) one, uh, compared to that movie. Yeah. Like, it it, it was so misleading. Even the trailers, though, did not get me excited for this movie. And... Now that we have the finished product, I guess I was right to not be excited by the trailers. Because this movie is so bad! It's so bad!
5: Okay, guys, guys, we've established, we have established that the movie is bad. All right? Sorry, I just can't get over this fact that it is so bad. I know, I know. I, I just Neil. At the end of the day, I don't need a iTunes review saying, "Oh, they had the one guy, and all he did was kept saying that the movie was bad." And it's like I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking read that, Neil. But the problem is
0: that like bad movies can be fun. This movie was. Bad and
5: not fun. Oh my God. All right. It's we, bad. we got it. Neil, you've said that 17 times. Oh,
3: I can't help it, man.
5: It's, it's just how I feel. I know. I know. I re- right now, I want you to hug your mute button. Um, yeah. Bottle your emotions and pretend you're Jared Leto
4: playing Morbius. Let me get some more head. So I went into this one expecting to come out the way that Neil is. <laughs> you know? Like, absolutely hating it. Like, I had no hope at all i mean like it was it was like a a countdown to dead man walking to me going out the door and like sitting in the theater and just oh here we go and i didn't end up hating it near as much as is other things that i've had to watch you know to review things and but it absolutely does not work at all is the superhero movie and like it's almost insulting that, like, Sony gets away with saying, this is the newest Marvel movie, and it's like, ugh, technically I you're don't. Right.
5: I honestly but, don't think we can uh, do a review of this movie because it all just comes down to, like, levels of, like, how much you hated it. Like, I don't think we can even get into the nitty-gritty of this because the conversation just steers into – it was the worst thing I've ever seen, or it wasn't as bad as what you thought it was as bad I just, as. Um, I think we're just trying to find that like level of like bad <laughs> right now, and it's like <laughs> I just I I'm wanting to I'm wanting to open this up for like like a breakdown and talk about it, and if we can, I, I don't think yeah. th- th- there's like this hurdle. I don't think that we can get over and start talking about like a scene in this movie because I got Neil howling over there about how bad it was.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of the special effects? Like, did you like the vampire transition? It took, it, well, the special, the vampire
5: transformation and all that stuff I was fine with. I was not fine with the early two thousands slow-mo from like the matrix. Yeah. That that stuff was, didn't work. Like the scene, there's a scene where he's like, I, I I'm trying to understand this. There's a scene where he breaks out of jail. I think it's a scene he breaks out of jail, right? And um no, it's when he's brought into jail and it's when Tyrese's character, Agent Stroud, brings him in and he's on top of the building and he's like swaying back off the top of the building and then Tyrese just looks at him and holds a gun to him and says, "Enough." <laughs> <laughs> Enough And I'm just like dude you're a fucking Vampire like Couldn't you do Is it because Bullet you dogs. is it because is your powers Not are they not working Right now because you need to feed Is that what's happening I, here is that Why they're able to bring you in at this point Because before that we've seen this guy I'm not expecting him to go all Out and kill agent Stroud But I was kind of expecting him to kind Of like not get trapped on top of A building and have this guy say enough and just take him in so easily.
4: I thought that was kind of surprising too. And and I I marked it up to him. You know, he was, it had been a while since he fed. And he had said earlier when he was kind of establishing his powers that, you know, he has extraordinary powers right after he's fed. And then it, it, it you know, falls off.
0: I, I do have a question though. So...
4: Why is this
5: movie no. so bad? <laughs>
0: no, 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 no it, it, it's, 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 uh, what's her name? Uh, Martine uh, Brancroft. Yes. The fridged person. Um, she opens her eyes at the end and has like vampiric eyes. Yes. So is he able to like turn people into vampires by biting them?
5: Uh, Yes. I think, like, like, we saw a drop of his blood go into her mouth, too.
4: Yeah, didn't she, like, yeah, bite was, his lip or something like that? She bit like his
0: that? lip, and he fed on her. But, like, he's not, like, a traditional vampire in the comics. So I'm just wondering if, like, they're turning him into a traditional vampire, where if you yes, beat on it, the person...
5: Yes, it doesn't make sense. It, that's what happened. It doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was just hoping I wasn't alone in this whole you know, actually thinking about this movie, you know, I don't want to think about. Um,
4: I was yeah. expecting more out of that scene there, too, that it showed her eyes open up and then there was or nothing more the, to that.
0: The yeah. post credit scene would address it at some
4: point. Yeah. It didn't. So, so does that mean she's going to be some sort of character in a sequel, maybe? Or
0: So is she going to be the next villain? Because I don't like the whole, oh, I am this powerful person, you also have to be the same powerful person that I have to fight against. Like, Matt Smith's character was awful. Um, and, and, and the fact that like he got the same Venom treatment thing, but was immediately able to do the same things that this guy had been working on for, I guess, months, maybe?
2: like i, I don't ugh. well uh, one of the things i i, I did kind of like about the movie was the conceit of him only being able to drink the bagged blood yeah. for so long and the threat of if he continued to do that him having to go against his will and actually kill someone to be able to sustain i i thought on paper that was a really cool conceit That's a cool idea I liked the cutting to like the Casio watch and actually seeing the threat of time ticking down. Uh it's just a little bit unfortunate that they didn't kind of go down that path a little bit. Well more.
5: the blood was so the arti- the blood was the artificial blood that he developed. And yeah. so it kind of that 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 I felt like they could have dove a little bit more into that because um Of, like, the whole, again, the Louis and Lestat friendship, where, like, Louis was feeding on rats and not feeding on people, and Lestat was actually feeding on humans. And I think, like, if you are going to go interview with the vampire, just go full interview with the vampire here. Do it! Fucking do it! And, you know, that's the thing. I don't think that they really did enough with Milo at the beginning of this to show, like, why this character is so tortured and wants to fucking um attack people that are like, you know, considered, you know, healthy, healthy people that
0: or why we should care about it.
5: Yeah. I mean it just it, it was so rushed. They gave us the one scene of like the boys beating him in the street and that's really that's really it. Um I mean and other I than kind of other thinking. than that life has not handed dealt him a bad hand he's very wealthy. He's the one who basically financed all of um, uh, Dr. Morbius's research and everything—he's got money, unlimited resources. Uh, I just didn't understand like what his like whole hatred was for humanity. Like, it's it's, it's just big leaps in like logic.
2: Yeah, it just seemed like jealousy was really the, the only movie. thing the movie was putting on the table. Yeah,
0: and like it does not make sense for this character to do what he did. And if you do make it make sense then he wouldn't have done what he did
5: well they need to uh, instead of okay they needed to spend a little bit more time on like why he is doing the things that he's doing because then well the thing is what they did though is they took what they could have used as time establishing that And then they also had to throw in, like, these elements of, like, him and Dr. Morbius talking on the street. And he's talking about, you know, oh, are you still working with Bancroft? And he's like, yeah, she's really great at her job, blah, blah, blah. And then Milo's like, you know, don't go falling in love with her. And he's like, well, what do you know about love? And, oh, I don't know, but I've watched a lot of romance comedies and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like we get this other weird scene of him just showing up to a bar and flirting with a woman and then a jealous boyfriend being overprotective and yeah that scene it's like why are you mixing that kind of stuff in now why it couldn't this make sense. why couldn't this have been something that you established a little bit earlier in the movie as far as like when he's a young boy and like maybe he had, he he like a certain girl and he had like a Flash Thompson type of bully that was like taking away his version of Mary Jane or whatever it was. But now we're seeing like all these things like later on down the road. And I just don't see the motivation for that scene. I don't see the motivation for the character just fucking wanting to like be at the top of the food chain and kill all of humanity when you've really given us just like what you've given us is not really there's not a lot of meat on it, and it's not good. There's
0: nothing there. Like, and that's the thing is like, like they give us these these so-called character moments constantly throughout this movie, but none of them actually have any repercussions for what actually happens with the characters. And, and like, they're they're like doing this weird, hey, we're establishing characters, emote with us thing, and. and Yet they're not actually giving us a reason to care about anybody in this movie.
5: The whole scene where the the, the we the, have nothing to care about. The scene where the nurse is killed and Morbius thinks it might have been him that did it, and because he's doesn't he's I don't think he's aware at this moment that Milo has taken like this the
0: very clearly Milo arm, yeah.
5: But the thing is, it's like we don't learn that he worked with this this nurse christine at one time and that they were really good friends and they were questioning him like why did you know why did you kill her he's like i don't know and it's like it's like we're learning about this christine character like after the fact that she's dead and it's just like throw point. it's like throwaway lines it's just
2: yeah Mm. It's even a- him being named Milo I thought was really weird and not earned. Like it's like – it just – the yeah. flashbacks we saw really didn't give it the oomph that it needed for me to believe this character would just take on a persona and a name that wasn't even his freaking birth name just because this guy called it – called him that one time. I thought that was like just a really weak storytelling That's device stupid. there.
5: it w- It was kind of – I think that they set it up at the beginning when they were kids – He's, he had like <laughs> the original, the original kid was named, he, he, there was a kid there named Milo and then that kid yeah. died. And so he just, he just more like Michael Morbius doesn't want to have like, uh, doesn't want to get attached, doesn't want to have relationships to people because people just die and he could die at any moment too. So he's very detached from people. And so he just calls the next person, the next Milo. And so like, Then that kid died, and now this other kid comes in, Lucian, and he just calls him Milo. And you'd think at one point or another, like... Now that he's, ha- now that he has a real friend, he would just call his friend Lucian. Like now you're Lucian to me. Like, yeah,
2: and if, <laughs> if you're gonna make that character go villain, like I, it would have been interesting to have him kind of throw that in Morbius's face. Like, you know, my name's not Milo. My name's never- Yeah, sure. yeah, you've never respected me. Like it, the buildup was there. Like I, I understood the why, but it just felt like a lot of exposition and storytelling. And the payoff was there. Like they could have done cool stuff with that. Yeah. They
5: could have done a he lot of spent a lot more things
0: with the story and they did not.
5: He should have spent a lot more time originally in, you know, the treatment center with Milo and then there should have been a time where he was he did leave to go to that school in new york much later much later cuz it felt like 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 we they did give us like this little montage of them hanging out and whatever but then it's like next thing you know he's going to new york that should have been years later and that should have been like the catalyst for like this friendship kind of like maybe and falling like, out i don't know
0: that's like the most frustrating thing about this movie is that the, there is a good story that's in the movie. Yeah. But that movie does not follow that story, and it does not do the things that the story needs to be done. Like It's it's there. It's so there. But then it's like, ah, fuck you. We're going to do a montage.
3: I would be very shocked if the original script is what we saw. Because it seems like there was a lot... Yeah, there was a lot of studio interference. I could tell, and I don't know if you guys noticed the ADR bullshit oh, that so was bad. going on too. Like so all the added dialogue that wasn't originally recorded, Off-screen you can easily tell it was bullshit. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's so bad. Oh god, damn! Like this movie could have been. Fun.
5: There should have been more scenes of him, like as a kid, saying stuff that would make sense to his character. I'm talking about Milo here when he gets <clears throat> older, like. Like what? Like a scene of him as a kid just basically saying something like, you know, like when they're having that conversation about like, what would you do if you were healthy for 24 hours? And Milo saying something like, I would go out there and beat the shit out of like, you know, that like I would beat the shit out of the bullies and stuff, the people that make fun of me. And then the Michael saying something like, no, you know, we can't do that. And, you know, like – you know, let's go out. I would, you know, let's go. I would play sports. I would run. I've never been able to run. I would do this. I would do that. And like him always kind of like pushing Michael and trying to lead Michael down a darker path. And like none of that ever even happened. So like when you get to the point later on in the movie, when they're about ready to, you know, when they first meet each other, like um they're fighting each other. And I think they're like in a train station, like he's trying to get Michael to join him. And he's saying stuff like, Come on, let's go. Let's have some fun, you know. And and like none of that is earned. It's none none of it. Yeah, we like. I think a lot of this could be could have been established really early in the movie, just by showing some of these characteristics that he has later on. Milo has later down on the road. Have him. Have him. Have some of those characteristics as a child, where you kind of see like he's still a kid he's still got innocence but they're still kind of like like when you look at Anakin and the fucking you know they're they're like you know I sense anger in him you know like we should have sensed yeah. a little bit of anger in Milo we never got well, that
0: and also part of that is that Jared Leto's performance is just bad like there's nothing in this movie that makes me think he's an Oscar worthy performer, which I know he is because he's won Oscars. And
1: like, it
0: doesn't translate. Like I hate Jared Leto. I fucking hate him. I think he's a piece of shit human being, but he's done some incredible acting jobs. Like Requiem for a Dream is one of the best movies that I will never watch again that I've ever seen. Um, you know, he won an Oscar for a Dallas Buyers Club, and yet we're getting this performance from him. He won a Razzie
3: for House of Gucci.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't watch that either, and I can't imagine why. Uh, no, he, he's just a bad person, but he can't—he can do good stuff, like on screen. And like, that's I have to say, why. he looked really good as the character. Like, no, you totally. look like the comic version. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Grow your hair out. Yeah, that's, a, that's an acting performance. Great. Awesome. Uh But, no. Like, he he's known for being a weirdo on set. You know, sending used condoms to his fucking Suicide Squad castmates. So why isn't he doing the same kind of weird shit this time? Is it just because... He's no longer a sexual predator.
4: I think it's, wasn't it method acting thing because he was Joker. And so he was doing fucked up crazy shit like that.
2: That's what he says. Yes. You don't know, Neil, maybe it'll come out that he was sending like little bags of blood to all his (laughs) co-stars.
4: Hey,
0: you know what? If it got
2: him the part fine, whatever. But the part was
0: bad and he did a bad job at doing the part. So, fuck him.
5: Okay. Jared Leto, bad. Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius, bad. Um, another part that I didn't understand was... Uh, and let me try to explain maybe what I thought was going on here and why this was able to happen. Um, but there's a scene at the end in the third act, the fight... Between Milo and Michael Morbius, where Michael Morbius is able to call upon the bats to basically pin down Milo, so that way he can inject the iron fluid into his body and and kill him. <laughs> Why was Morbius, Michael Morbius, able to call upon the bats? But, hold on, but not Milo. But yes, yes, hold on. Let me let me let me get it up. Is the reason because that the and was it just bats in the city or was it the bats that he brought all the bats that he brought back from Costa Rica because it looked like a lot more bats than the bats that he brought back from Costa Rica and I was thinking like
4: all the bats in the city
5: yeah because I was thinking like the bats in Costa Rica that might work because of like the whole device that he brought up. Um, that fucking medical harp or whatever the fuck that thing was, <laughs> that he brought up and <laughs> medical harp. They, s- That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. They sensed his, <laughs> they sensed his blood, and they followed his blood. And so maybe like that was like the connection that he made with the Costa Rican bats. But like, how does he have like this connection with just all the thousands of bats that are there in the city? It did. Why was Milo and. And and when he walked in the room with those bats, they didn't attack him. They would attack anybody else. But Milo is just as much of a vampire as he was. So I don't understand. Yeah, that. maybe. Maybe
2: it was just the, uh, they like sensed like the pulse that he was emitting. But then again, that also lends itself to why wasn't Milo having the same effect? Like it would have been cool if it was kind of like a Spider Man venom in the comic books thing where like their spider sense doesn't work off of each other. But it was kind of really unexplained why Morbius was immune to that and Milo was so suspect to it.
5: It's weird that fucking the bats wouldn't have followed Milo. Milo is actually more of a vampire than vampire bat than than Morbius was. Morbius was trying to just suck on fucking, you know, artificial blood. And, and, and Milo was out there actually being kind of like a bat, you know, bats fucking hunt prey. And it's, it's, none of it made sense to me.
2: I agree with that a (laughs) hundred percent.
5: You want me to weigh in or not? It was bad. As long as it's more than bad. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I want to, I want to put Neil on the cover of that Michael Jackson album. Bad. I know <laughs> Neil's out of
2: control this
5: episode. No, like you, Neil, you are, you you are a little out of control this episode, bro.
0: Oh, I am definitely out of control right now. But like, no, it, it it's bad because it, it it does not establish anything. Yes, like there there is no through line where it, it. Yes, they they had a scene where. Uh, Morbius was all about the bats. And like, oh, I like bats. Meh, meh, meh. That happened. But it did not like establish that he had a real connection with the bats. Whereas Matt Smith's villain would also have that same connection. Even though they have different origin stories, I guess. But Like, in the comics, Morbius does have a connection with bats. And that should have been established before anything dealing with the bats in general. Um, The bats...
5: (laughs) We're still talking about bats. Um. ...are bad. (laughs) Um.
0: (laughs) It's so bad!
5: (laughs) Um... (laughs) Oh my god! I I think that there should have been also a scene. I, speaking of bad, this episode is bad. I'll say. Uh, let me just throw <laughs> that out there. This is, I think I think this is
2: the room of PCL
5: episodes. This no, is the room well of PCL episodes. Yeah, and and Neil just showed up and he's silk shirt guy Jake. I mean, it's
1: just <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> people are going, who the fuck is this guy? Um... <laughs> But, uh, th- I think there should have been a scene too where Milo, who's got like those hired goons, because of like, you know, we find out that Milo's got hired goons when you sh- When-, the when... random hired goons? No, yeah. hold on. K- Neil! Neil! <laughs> Please! Jesus Christ! Sorry. Sorry. No, they're not random hired. He was- He was cheating in a game of, uh, cards and so he was worried about like Russian KGB showing up. Um, because he was cheating at cards. And so he hired a bunch of goons to protect his place. I think it would have been, uh, there, there should have been a scene where we actually got to see him inject himself with the the serum to turn himself into a vampire because like, it's like one moment we see him taking the vials, but like, so he performed it on himself. I think he, the goons should have showed up with him at Bancroft's place and made Bancroft perform that on him. You know what I mean? I just think it's very convenient that we don't see him injecting it in himself. Like, you'd think that he would have to have somebody there supervising the this whole thing. I mean, they went on to international waters. They were, you know, like, like, the, the whole point of that is because it's like this very experimental thing. And, like, he's doing it unsupervised and, like his
4: apartment or something I mean, a, one of those injections was in his freaking spine <laughs> it's like i can't even yeah like you think that you <laughs> think
0: there would be actual logical repercussions to things in this movie and there are not
5: so i think there should have been a scene where like the goons and milo show up and make bancroft perform that on him you know so, and yeah, I, they
2: they wasted a lot of leverage on trying to surprise us by the fact that Milo was a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the juice really wasn't worth the squeeze there. Like, you could kind of see the intent. <laughs> Hold on. You could kind of see the intentions of the filmmakers where they wanted us to go like, oh, my God, Michael isn't the one that killed these people. You know, Milo is a vampire already. Right. But, like, the sacrifice that they made for that storytelling decision for it really not to pay off was what you're describing, Brian, is, is a lot of stuff that you really have to do a lot of gymnastics yeah. to figure out how it even makes sense.
5: Big-time mental gymnastics because, like, even when I'm seeing Milo, I'm still putting it together that, like, he looks a little healthier right now. I think he's a vampire.
0: <laughs> His makeup is no longer a sickly guy. It's now vampire guy.
5: I think we're all just kind of like – I think we're all scared of Neil on this episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't help
0: it, man. I aggressively – I feel like, you know –
5: I feel like I feel like I'm doing gymnastics, trying not to get you on one of your like this movie's bad rants. Like, oh my god, what's the one? What's the one thing I'm gonna say that's gonna set Neil off? You're like it's, you're like a you're like a fucking bomb. You're like
1: a- <laughs> it's, it's like
0: possible, man. It's possible. Like, oh god, I fucking hated this movie so much.
4: Well, it I think like from everything we've been talking about that they'd have to do quite a bit of work on this to make it a movie that, you know, we all would have liked it, you know, yeah. filling in, filling in more of the backstory to give their present day motives more sense, uh, filling in some of those holes, like you were saying with, with, you know, how Milo even got these. I mean, it's a, a far cry from just pocketing a couple of vials to then all of a sudden you're doing this thing and then his motivation yeah. for why he's so evil off the bat. Well, and I mean, if you're if you're gonna
5: yeah, let's let's figure out what the motivations are for making him evil because like I do think when Matt Smith is chewing up the scenery and doing what he's doing, he's doing it well. But there's nothing, Mm -hmm. nothing um, as far as like the story goes for me to believe like why is he acting like this? Like I think he's fucking chewing up the scenery. I think he's like you know he's he's giving it his all. You can tell he's clearly having fun playing the part, but. On the flip side, can we make Michael Morbius likable? <laughs> and I don't know, like, does like, like he's not a likable character? I never really understood too, like, why he shows up to, uh, why he shows up to even accept the Nobel Prize, and then, oh yeah, and then and then doesn't, and just kind of like, like, why did he even show up to begin with? Like, what? They, there was like a throwaway line, and I didn't catch it. Of why he didn't accept it, so it just didn't make sense for him to even show up in the first place.
4: He said he didn't want to accept it because, in his eyes, it was a failed experiment.
5: Oh, okay. Because
4: he was trying to cure himself, and in the quest to try and cure himself, oh, he created artificial blood that the rest of the world can use, but it does him no good. That's what I took from that. So
0: the first comic I ever bought was a Maximum Carnage Spider-Man comic. And in that comic, Michael Morbius was working with Spider-Man in order to develop this, or in order to take this uh, high-velocity sound wave machine from the Fantastic Four and Reed Richards. That's my first experience with Morbius, it's kind of my only experience with Morbius, and this movie did nothing to change that opinion. It just made it seem like Jared Leto was doing something? I don't know, man. It, it's it's so hard to even review this, because it, it it's
5: like... I think you've done a great job, Neil. Like, I, I,
0: <laughs> I, 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 yes.
5: I don't I know you. the
0: epitome of the great <laughs> reviews of this movie. No, like, it just, like, it's not the same character. And that's my point. Is like, it's not the character that I, I recognize from the comics. It's this weird Jared Leto thing doing his thing. And, like, it didn't, it, it didn't.
5: They I don't think it, I don't think it all. Fa- I honestly don't feel like it all falls on Jared Leto here. I feel like it's a bad no, script. It's bad direction. It's
2: bad all
0: across the
2: board. Yes, and right. I am. Um, I was shocked at how hard of a time this movie had pronouncing Nobel
5: Prize. Nobel Prize. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things that they should have put in the trailer because just like symbiote or whatever symbiote. She, symbiotes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it finally got changed to symbiote after they fucking released that abomination of a symbiote fucking a symbiote bullshit in that first trailer for venom
2: no it's so emb- that that's so embarrassing that i truly believe that they will fix that when it comes to uh, streaming and on demand like i i agree if they would have shown that in the trailers it would have got laughed out of the movie
5: yeah noble prize <laughs> what I, can it's a you? Very
0: noble price. Do you
5: not have the rights <laughs> to say Nobel? Um, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know what was going on I'm there. Really, and really, when I'm
2: ripping on you for pronunciation problems, then it's it's truly an issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: This is true. Yeah, I, I think at its hard. Sony just sadly really doesn't know what to do with the characters that it owns. Because even if yeah. you want to fall back and say Spider-Man, okay, so what they've made what, six Spider-Man films that were all on their own and arguably three of those were good Spider-Man movies. That means three of them were not yeah. good Spider-Man movies. Say what you want about the first Venom. You know, it's, it's, it's not... It's fun! It's it's a fun movie, but it's not Marvel's Venom, you know, by, no. by any means. So it's like, Sony just has these characters they paid a lot of money from. They want to make money off these things. That proven formula to make money and have successful movies is teaming up with 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 Marvel Studios. And when they don't, when they set off on their own, fuck man, more times than not you're going to get something that it's it's I think it's. At I think it's. It's. it's I, yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I mean, think it's all at best. It's. It's going to be a functional movie, but they never really feel like an actual Marvel movie. I think it's the
5: regime at Sony of Avi Arad and like his fucking people well, that Avi uh,
0: Arad is like the worst goddamn producer that we've ever seen. Right? Yeah.
5: It's it's him that's keeping all this going. This this whole SSU Sony's Spider-Man universe is all Avi the Arad. Dumbest thing ever and trying to cash in on you know the success of the tom holland stuff and none of like none of like this stuff is earned in this movie as far as like especially the mid and post credit scene which we're gonna talk about here oh those
4: were a far
3: yeah i was watching this movie and wondering um does the general audience know the difference by now do you think that they know when in association with marvel is something completely separate from the MCU like do you think they can understand no that
5: difference? I don't I think they just see Marvel
0: I, Yes. I was yeah. in a theater with a bunch of normies and the reaction was not good um, most of them were saying like like during the movie like this isn't Marvel this isn't good like there were actual audible audible reactions to this terrible thing we got to we had to experience
3: yeah if I was Marvel Studios I would want some kind of fucking disclaimer like before yeah. these movies like, like
2: this is <laughs> this not us nothing.
0: we're not doing this <laughs> we are not inflicting this pain on you we promise <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, this movie was definitely a teaching tool. I, I agree that, like, the normies probably don't realize the difference between the two studios. But, like, I, maybe that's one of the positives of this movie is it kind of teaches the normies a difference between a, a MCU movie and a Sony movie. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's that's
0: like the silverest of linings I've ever
2: heard. <laughs> Let's, um, yeah, it definitely. It, I definitely thought a lot about Craven watching this movie. Like, I, not that yeah, I was excited for that, but it, I mean, oof, like that's even a harder character to conceptualize uh, than Morbius. I think. I think. I think Morbius is kind of like in the right hands. Not the most daunting job to make cool on screen, but I.
0: I don't.
2: I don't know, man. I I, I think
0: that Craven's an easier sell because he's so much more directly involved with Spider-Man. That, do you, to you me have
4: that's any what makes confidence it harder. That, yeah, Do you be no that, do you guys have any confidence that in any of these future movies Craven, Black Cat, uh, uh Mrs. or what is it, Madame Webb? Web, do you think any of that I thought, gonna any say,
5: sort of, I thought you were gonna say Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no. with any of these upcoming properties are talking about, do you have any confidence that we're gonna get any sort of coherent plot or, or no. storytelling with it? This Nothing is basically the fucking Fox an... X Men. I don't think
5: this episode's yeah. coherent, guys. We got to talk one at a time. All right, go ahead, uh, yeah. Tristan.
3: I was going to say that they're basically taking a, a, a page out of the Fox X Men universe, where it almost seems like they just don't really give a shit about continuity or anything. It's like they're just trying to make an output. It's a it's a cash
4: that's
5: grab. The word with me. Yeah. It's it's a cash grab, and I don't think that the Avi Arad is hiring. Uh, people with their own vision, he's hiring people that will fall under the blanket of his vision of we've got to just make this to the whole reason to make this movie is to get to this, this point where we're going to get a sinister six. And, yeah. and he doesn't want to have anyone come in there with another vision other than the end point ah. being a sinister six kind of cash grab film and and when you're when you're doing that, you're doing exactly what d c did with the Justice League. They give us two, three movies, one movie that has nothing to even do with the Justice League with that suicide squad movie and uh we're jumping straight into Justice League now Marvel they did it the smart way. it was the slow burn. They didn't know that they were going to make an Avengers movie. They were just trying to make a good iron Man movie, and they did and and here's the thing, but that's what this is what is so wrong about what they've done here is the fact that they have just said, uh, they didn't say to themselves, let's make a good Morbius movie. They're just, they're, they're thinking like fucking five steps ahead of where the, where they should be thinking. Make a How good,
0: can we establish this character in the universe? And just,
5: how can we just get this character let's out there so we can make a sinister six and make some money? This is
3: exactly what Universal was doing with the fucking Mummy franchise when they yeah. tried to get that, that monster um, universe going where it's like they're just – they're too busy worried about the, the shared universe more so than actually and, making a good film.
0: And people are cognizant of the fact that they're doing this shit. Like that that's the problem that they're running into is that people are actually aware of what they're trying to do. And those things that they're trying to do are shady and underhanded and blatant cash grabs, and people are just not into it anymore.
5: Well, even to the point where it's at the detriment of the of the sequel uh, of the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's (laughs) version, to where the first one was good movie, it's a great movie. The the first one burned people so badly that that audiences were not wanting to take a risk and go see it. In the theater. uh, Which
0: I think Peacemaker helped because it was so good. Like, I I got my friend uh, into Peacemaker because it was such a good show. And, like, that's the thing is that, like, when people understand that there are characters that they can relate to, they actually watch the shit and when there are people when there are characters that people can't relate to they don't watch it uh, it's a pretty clear correlation to me
5: I just I, I really think that Avi Arad is just destroying whatever fucking trust Marvel Feige is building on the MCU side with the Sony collaboration he's burning he's burning the trust of, of, of people that are going to see these movies um, it's just make a good, I mean, make a good Morbius movie. Get somebody in yeah. there that has a vision, that fucking understands the character, that really cares, that doesn't care about like what the end game is for like, you know this Sinister Six or whatever they're setting up they just want to make a good Morbius movie that's what John Favreau did he made a great Iron Man movie and yeah. once they realized they had a great Iron Man movie now they can now they can afford to bring in that fucking Nick Fury scene and they can tease the Avengers and then like it built from there um, but I mean, then like
0: why are you hiring Jared Leto I mean like uh, just don't do that it's easy
5: I think that they saw an Oscar, Oscar winner and I think that they were <laughs> – no, I think that's, I think they saw an Oscar winner. I think I... They, 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 they saw that this guy's, uh, this guy's a big name in Hollywood and they thought that they would be able to get a great performance out of him. I don't think he, he was given anything, anything of any substance to even give us a good performance. The movie felt so no. choppy no. and it was terrible and go ahead, Jake. I know you had something to say.
2: Oh, I was going to, I basically, I I agree with you. I I don't blame the studio for thinking they had a good thing in Leto. I mean, on on paper, it is good. I mean, personal bias aside, like what you think of him as a human being, like I I, I do think the perception is, is he's an A-list actor and they were getting an A-list actor to play Morbius. I I think you kind of, I agree that all the blame is definitely not on him. Like he could be good in a well-written Morbius movie. Uh, The potential is there.
5: He fell into the same trap twice. I mean, he was the Joker in Suicide Squad, and that was terrible. And he fell into the same <laughs> trap here. They didn't give him any respect as far as like this script, character development, anything. It was just a fucking train wreck from beginning to end. This movie.
0: And it drops to him, he's not an in interesting character.
5: That's the problem. Well, that's the thing. You can make him an interesting character. You don't have you, you to could, like, easily. Like, okay, and they didn't we talked about it. we talked about Moon Knight, a character of Arthur Harrow that shows up in one comic book, and they completely rewrote the character. Yeah, you can do that in these you movies. You Robert Downey Jr. made Iron Man, Iron Man, the yeah, Iron Man that we you know can. and love now, because like that character was a B-list character in the comics, and. Robert Downey Jr. redefined that character for audiences. I don't care what your expectations are for a character in, uh, in uh, going into a, a into a movie from the comics because my Wolverine growing up was not fucking six foot, you know, three six foot four. And, and, and fucking vascular and ripped as shit. My Wolverine growing up was five foot four. Five foot three, five foot four. And they totally reinvented the character. Hugh Jackman brought something new to the character. but also, he embodied it. And he embodied it. And that's the thing. It's like none, nothing worked here. Nothing worked here. Top it's to not bottom. Nothing worked yeah, in this you, movie. You
2: don't blame Hugh Jackman for Wolverine Origins. No. it's, it's That's kind of the same we thing. We the
0: directors.
2: Yeah. And in this case... We also
0: blame the producers because they were the ones who greenlit this fucking travesty and did a terrible job of selling it and also editing this thing. Like there, there is a good movie here. There, there is a good movie in this in this
3: I'm bullshit.
0: Just, yeah, I'm, I'm just not noticing I'm
3: but- oh, sorry, Tristan. Um, no problem. I was just saying that I'm just noticing that Amy Pascal wasn't producing this film too, and she deserves a lot of credit for some of the success that that Sony has been having.
5: she oh, deserves I agree.
0: Credit for relinquishing command. Yes. Yeah.
5: Well, she deserves credit for having a relationship with Kevin Feige and being right. able to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after the
0: yeah. A- after the sandwich throwing, throwing. Yes.
5: Yeah, I mean, well, see, that's the thing. Avi Arad is not that. He's still he wanting. Not. He's just setting his ways, guys. Let's jump into. Um,
2: I can't. I can't wait for this. The post credits.
5: Yeah, let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about the post credit <laughs> scenes. Wow. So the first one we find uh that we see the rift in the sky, the same rift in the sky that we saw in uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home, the purple rift. Uh, Adrian Toomes randomly appears in prison. He says, hope the food is better in this joint. And, um, then we get like a voiceover from somebody on the news saying like this man just randomly appeared in the prison and, and they're, you know, uh, he's named himself, his his name is Adrian Toomes. and, uh, he'll, you know, he'll probably be released, you know. And so then, uh, we get a scene of, a car driving to an undisclosed, dis- undisclosed location. Uh, it's, it's Michael Morbius gets out of car. Um, we see something coming towards him and it's Adrian Toomes in full vulture costume. And he says, thanks for meeting me, doc. Been reading about you. Not sure how I even got here. It has something to do with Spider-Man, I think. I'm still figuring this place out. I think guys like us should team up and do some good. And then <laughs> Morbius looks at him and says, intriguing. And here's the thing that I want to point out real quick, that the Rift in the Sky um, from Spider-Man No Way Home brought people into the MCU. It should not pull people from <laughs> the MCU <Yeah. laughs> into the Venom universe. Like That spell that was cast was the people that knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man from any universe would come to the MCU. So, there's zero reason for this to happen. This should not happen. This is not part of the spell. This There is no reason in the world... That Vulture, Adrian Toom should be showing up in the Venomverse. It was all the people I mean, from every universe that knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man showing up in the MCU. This should not happen. The other thing I want to point out here is that when he arrives in the Venomverse, he just comes in like his prison scrubs. And now he's showing up with full Vulture suit on. <laughs> which was made from Chitauri tech in the MCU universe, which does not exist in this
4: reality. Yeah. And made by a different guy. It was the the tech guy on his crew that made it. So it isn't like he knew how to make his own shit.
0: It was Tinker. Yeah. I I can do the mental gymnastics as far (laughs) as how he got there. Like, like, OK, so everybody who knew who Spider-Man was, was expelled from that universe, which means Adrian Toomes is expelled from the universe. OK, I can get there. No,
5: how I, that makes no sense. I, yeah, I, I, what you said made no bad. sense. It's bad. it's bad. No, no, Neil, Neil. Get there, there's there, there's no way to get there the the spell was everyone from every other universe that knew Peter Parker I know I'm
0: trying to like fixate it in my mind to make it make sense
5: (laughs) yeah but but what's coming out of your mouth makes no sense is what I'm saying no it
0: does not and that's my point is like I can make the mental gymnastics get to that point but it does not actually make sense at all Um, and then also like he created a new suit and then like wore it around okay but like why are we even dealing with this this is not like a good part of the story there and then we have michael morpheus showing up it's like okay fine but why like why the why is
2: the gonna- only part i can't answer Dio. the why is to do the sinister six movie
0: but yeah, yeah that's, again, the, that's
2: the easiest it's, answer. It's not a yeah. good answer. Like, like
0: the, Like that's the problem. It's like there's no makes- reason why this makes any sense whatsoever. I'm try. I, I am really trying. I'm
3: it makes really, no damn sense.
0: And really and the trying fact- to make this make sense. I am. Yeah.
5: Okay, Neil, Neil, are you trying to make it make sense? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. May, just, please just say that this please time. reiterate. Go ahead, Tristan.
3: <laughs> As Neil has pointed out, it makes absolutely no As sense. As Neil
5: has so eloquently <laughs> pointed out. Per Neil, yeah.
3: Um, ah. It's like – yeah, but it's like uh, – it, it's ridiculous because you have the Vulture who wasn't an inherently bad guy who had a no. vendetta against Tony Stark. And now he's all of a sudden – I forget how he got the fucking suit, which makes no sense. Now he's it. just wanting to – he just wants to team up with a random vampire and cause havoc. It's like, dude, like think about it. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> think about it. This random a, vampire, cause havoc. This guy has a wife and daughter. Wouldn't the first <laughs> fucking thing he would want to do is figure out where they are rather than just put together a suit and try to fucking team up
2: with a vampire? Like, it yes. makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, yeah, I didn't understand.
4: Were- <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jake.
2: Uh, I, I don't know in what universe, too. Like, Doctor Strange can look through all the multiverses, and this has to be the only one where when a guy shows up in prison garb out of nowhere, you just exonerate him and let him go. Like, I. <laughs> I had a hard time really (laughs) buying that. Like they would have Homeland security all over this guy there. There's no way this guy could have snuck away and built this tech without a million dudes busting in on him. Like they're not just letting this guy go and not paying attention to what he's doing. Like, I know it may may be a silly thing to beat up on, but just even in that first post-credit scene, I was like, uh, the way they described it with the random news story, I I just couldn't believe how easy it was.
5: Nobody's tailing this guy. You don't have Stroud and Rodriguez on this guy watching him make Vulture costume.
2: (laughs) Yeah, someone's assigned to this guy. There's there's no way he shows up like this. They're like, well, we have no record of you. You don't exist in this universe. You're free to go.
5: This was not and how the hell this ugh, was this scene oh, bad. this scene was not it was not supposed to be done like this um this th- i think what happened and what i'm hearing what happened was this this they wanted this they wanted the Morbius movie to actually be set in the MCU and that's why in the first trailer we got to see that Spider-Man uh, murderer graffiti because he's in the MCU and then we see the scene in the original trailer and then the second trailer of uh Morbius talking to Toombs. Toomes is being released from prison. Um, and uh or yeah, Toomes is being put in a car uh and Morbius is being arrested and he says to him, you know, "Doctor Michael, you and I should stay in touch. Um, got tired of doing the whole good guy thing." And um they couldn't convince, Sony couldn't convince Disney to allow this to be in the MCU. And so they, they reshot everything. But, well, hold on. Jimmy Kimmel had Michael Keaton on an episode of, of his talk show. And this was a few months ago. And he said that he was doing reshoots for Sony. And he said, Oh, what are you doing? He said, Vulture stuff. And so this is what they reshot. They reshot this for him going <laughs> into that universe because I think Disney said no. We don't want Morbius to be in the MCU. We're not we're, we we yeah. don't want this to happen. And so all the stuff that we saw in the original trailers that showed that Spider that, that there was a Spider-Man in the Morbius universe that there was a that stuff is gone and this is what they gave us, they're just doing anything they can to, anything they can to bring us this Sinister Six movie that nobody wants.
4: I feel like all all these scenes scenes were sketched out. uh, Oh, I'm glad we're all talking one at a time. Um, (laughs) Joe. I feel like these post-credit scenes, like, when they were like, oh, we're going to have to reshoot these, they wrote them all out, dialogue included on the back of a bar napkin, and then just used those as their final drafts. Like, this had, like, the shittiest dialogue, like I couldn't believe how bad the dialogue was, especially in that the the second. I'm thinking it has something to do with Spider Man. It's like, oh, are you thinking that? Like, what <laughs> the f-
2: yeah, and then uh, <laughs> the hardest I laughed in this entire movie was that Morbius is no reaction to the Vulture name dropping Spider Man. Like we do a <laughs> face cut to Morbius and it, just no dialogue, zero reaction.
0: Like, I, I, like he actually knows who Spider Man is. Like, it, yeah. it's weird as
2: fuck. I feel like these end credit sequences, because they name drop Spider-Man, are going to very much go the way of the end credit sequences in Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they're just never (laughs) really going to matter. Like, I I just don't see how they... And oh man, like worst case scenario, this is where they put Garfield back in as Spider-Man. And this is the fucking Sinister Six he has to fight. And like all that goodwill is just burned up in flame with the greed of Sony.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was worried about too, that it was going to be Garfield.
0: I, I could see Andrew Garfield coming back for the next Morbius movie and it focusing on him. This is all in my brain. Just like, okay, I can see that happening. I can see that happening. And it being... Okay. But... Oh, if they try uh, and continue this universe... With such a bad post-credit scene... I, I don't understand how...
5: They I mean, we're already getting... That this is going to happen. We're getting a Craven movie. This is not stopping anytime soon, guys. I, mean. I know.
0: It's weird. Like, I, I don't get... Why they're doubling down on this bullshit?
5: Oh God! I, the, I, fucking I, Sony I just that. needs to sell the rights to Spider-Man. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! Oh please,
3: please, please! Yeah.
0: Give it back to the MCU. I mean, come on. That would be yeah. the best case. That's what we want.
3: I feel that the yeah. performance of this movie, though, is going to have a lot of people in the boardroom at Sony reevaluating the future because I hope it's. So. It's very clear that they're not just going to have a billion-dollar Venom every time they, they do this. right? And, and I think they were relying on that. <laughs> like, oh, we, we had some success with Venom, so now we can just throw any fucking rogues gallery villain out there and, and have a successful film. And this is clearly not the case. And, and it's almost giving – it's not good for the genre. Like if I was That's Disney not. and Marvel, I would be pissed that this even exists because there is brand confusion. Yeah. it's almost like it's like the shit you sue people over like hey you're making my brand look bad because I mean, people can't tell the difference
0: as a random consumer I'm pissed that this exists so yeah I get you.
5: Neil, you're what? really going to have to convince me that you're pissed at this because I, I. No, it's like if if you didn't see kids wearing Morbius t-shirts before, you're not going to see anybody if wearing a Morbius I t-shirt now. If I saw a now.
0: child wearing a Morbius t-shirt, I would smack that child.
5: <laughs> that kid is going to grow up and be a serial killer.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a real Milo. <laughs> I mean, Morbius costs like seventy-five million to make, I believe yeah um it looks like it's gonna make around forty million over opening weekend it's gonna be it's gonna have a huge drop off I think it's gonna be a struggle for this movie to make its money back and i, I agree with what you guys are saying that that kind of thing is what makes Sony pay attention like as bad as this movie is if it would have opened gangbusters and just been raking in money that we would have just moved on forward. And I just wouldn't have cared.
5: I honestly don't know. Uh, even if it makes, let's say it makes 150 million, that's typically, you know, it needs to make double to like, um, you know, come even like with marketing and stuff like that. But they've been marketing this movie for years now with the pandemic and the delays. So I, I, would have to imagine that they've spent more on marketing than they originally would have had it, had there not been a pandemic.
2: I agree with that too. We made jokes about the posters, but I mean, all that stuff costs money.
5: And, um, well, I mean, the trailer was out in theaters for the longest time too, and it kept getting delayed. Um, And then, uh, oh, I forgot my last thought. I'll just.
0: I do remember on Facebook people saying they hope that they cannot wait for Morbius to come out because they were tired of seeing the trailers on Facebook.
2: Yeah, I was in that camp. It was the movie that it was like you saw the trailer before every movie you saw.
5: Why didn't we get the scene of him fucking doing the the piano sounds? Dun 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 dun. dun, dun, dun because
0: they didn't go. They don't give a shit about anybody who's watching it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this movie feels right for some kind of director's cut or alternate cut. Like, especially if the public perception is so bad, and they're going to want to sell it again on like you know the streaming services. I could see them doing like a, a director's cut here or an unedited. I'm not saying it'll it'll help the movie, but it, you know it'll trick people into paying Makes a second sense. time. Makes sense.
5: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, guys, Morbius. It was. uh
0: Badbius.
2: It was Snorbius. <laughs>
0: horrible yes (laughs) oh i'm so glad i'm not the only one who hated this movie so much oh you're not
2: alone
5: if anybody else did i I don't think i don't think we heard them over you neil i don't (laughs)
2: I would have killed for someone to come on here and Tupperware this movie and have to deal with the rapid of Neil I, that, would
5: have I, been an amazing,
3: that would have been an amazing April, April Fool's prank I don't you know
5: honestly at the, oh, do at the end of the day I don't know what it would take for Joe to toss a movie I really don't know I really don't, because okay. Joe. If there was ever a movie uh, that deserved movie. to be tossed, it was this one, and you still give it a low taste. that I cannot.
4: I honestly didn't hate this near as much as Neil. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't well, know what's movie- more surprising.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, this movie made me angry at Brian for making me watch it.
5: I know uh. we, we, we covered that. We covered that an hour ago.
0: Yeah, I know.
5: I'm angry. uh, I'm angry at myself now that I had you watch it, Neil. Yeah,
0: it's like it's like the main reason that I hate it so much is because I was forced to watch it. And then Uh,
5: you were not. You were not. You go back and read the (laughs) fucking text message, and you said, "I'll go watch Morbius." I said, "This week we're doing." I I,
0: I totally agreed to it.
5: You were not forced. But
0: the only thing I can think of while watching it was like oh god damn you brian
5: i fucking hate you for this you could have walked out at any time and said brian i'm not doing the episode and i would have been like
2: i didn't want to let you down man brian had him strapped in like clockwork style in the
4: fucking
0: (laughs) i felt like that it it did feel like that Uh, but whatever
5: so, hey, man, we're doing people a service. I'm glad I
0: got to rip on some shit, though, with you.
5: I, we got the, hey, we did some people some service. Hopefully, people aren't going to spend their hard-earned money to go out and see this in the theaters right now when there's other oh. movies they could be watching. So, I mean, go back yeah. and watch Spider-Man No Way Home again. It's still in theaters. So,
0: Literally anything else.
5: <laughs> yeah, I felt it
3: was my duty to warn everybody that I cared about not to see this movie. <laughs> I seriously sent out a text immediately after I left the theater.
2: I had the same experience Joe had, where um, man, I did not want to have to go see this by myself, and like I was like, show wouldn't go with me, a couple friends wouldn't go with me, and I'm like reaching out to people I haven't talked to since fucking like high school, like hey, want to meet back up at this Morbius movie? Hey. And, like... Uh, it was just—I haven't felt that in a long time. Where it's just like I will pay for whoever to come see this with me, but no one will.
4: <laughs> Aiden straight oh, up yeah. told me, "Look, I'm just not interested in seeing a movie about <laughs> this." <audience." laughs> I mean, I agree with
0: Aiden. I agree with your child.
4: Smart kid. It was, it was so funny. And I got back and told Liam, the 11 year old, I was like. Dude, you missed out. I was like, that movie was fucking amazing. Like, no way home level. And he looked at me for a second. He goes, No, it wasn't. You're lying to me. (laughs) I'm like,
1: Yeah, I'm not good.
3: I have the utmost respect for fucking Brian
2: and Jake for being able to make it to a second showing of that shit.
1: Seriously.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I did not drive anywhere to watch it a second time.
5: (laughs) I mean, yeah, confession. I didn't drive anywhere to watch it the second time either. So I saw
0: it once and I was like, I am never watching this movie ever again in my entire life.
3: I was so happy when I saw the credits.
2: Like, I was so (laughs) fucking excited.
1: (laughs) Yes! It's over!
2: (laughs) Leto's really, like, being a company man here, though, I've noticed. Like, he's been very personable with the press and the junkets and everything. Like, he... Give him all the credit in the world. Like, he is doing everything he can. Not... Like, he doesn't... It's not like Ben Affleck, like, playing the fucking Simon and Garfunkel song over him because he looks so fucking sad about what people are saying about this Batman movie. Like, Leto's really, like, he seems like he's pleased, like, as of now.
0: And that's part of the problem for me. Is
2: like, he seems like he's pleased with his work in this movie when his work is bad. Yeah, I think he's just being a good company man for Sony. Like, he wants more jobs, and he doesn't want to be seen as, like, a guy who's going to, like, sabotage a project. You yeah, know?
0: and I don't respect that at all. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Yeah,
2: well,
4: the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes has gone up to 68%.
2: So, yeah, I, I always argue that people ha- – it's like how you won't toss a movie. Like, I, I think – people just have a hard time like going to do something paying for something and then just completely disregarding an experience <laughs> is bad i, I think it, it's 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 human nature to say you kind of enjoyed it no matter what because the alternative is just like feeling really depressed and
4: but, I, yeah like admitting you got conned out of 15 bucks or whatever yeah, I think <laughs> yeah exactly coming on air, In denial. I,
0: like, I hated this
1: shit
2: <laughs> yeah, so I always think audience scores on the websites are, are, are skewed by the fact that like Cinema scores are the same thing. Like if you look at the history of Cinema score, like yeah. things rarely get lower than a fucking B. Like even the worst movie, like if something gets a C, it's it's complete drack cuz people just have a hard time clicking F. Like
0: Pretty it, sure didn't no this get
5: was, a C? Yeah,
0: you look at it like, like uh, Hangover 2 and, and how terrible that movie was, yet it has such a high cinema score it's because people want to like things
2: and so they rate it as they wanted it to be rated rather than what it actually deserves yeah i didn't know this had a c i mean c is the equivalent of f on cinema score in my opinion yeah for sure
5: yeah i would watch venom let there be carnage a hundred times before i would want to watch this again
2: i thought that too at (laughs) least it's 90 it doesn't overstay its welcome like before you know it it's over like and it's kind of it's tom hardy having fun
0: like you can see how much fun he's having playing this character like it it works because he is having such a good goddamn time are
5: are we gonna go back into like the the good fun and bad fun of movies neil are we gonna go back into that discussion this is not it was a bad movie but it was fun and this uh,
0: yeah. and like for me like the worst sin a movie can ever have is that it's boring
5: it was yeah no you're right you're <laughs> right
0: The movie was fucking boring there was
5: nothing fun or likable about anything really yeah very like,
0: that's the problem I have with it like like Tom Hardy's Venom that shit is funny as shit it's fun it's a
2: fun fucking movie this movie ugh, there's no fun yeah. <laughs> Here we go. yeah i feel like venom venom is very <laughs> self-aware that it, it like yeah. conce- conceptually it's a little bit silly and it kind of it kind of owns it I, I think this movie does not like have that self-awareness of any kind of silliness <laughs> like this movie definitely would have played better if it owned it a little bit more that the conceit was kind of like it's not like we haven't seen the vampire thing in a hundred plus different movies. Like, I, 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 let's
0: play with those tropes a little bit. Let's play like this, with the fun, like sunlight. Let's play with the crosses. Let's play with the. But then, like at the end, like he he bit this woman and she turned into a vampire. Like, what is happening there? Like, what what is going on here? At yeah, least establish this, the universe.
3: Right. This movie thinks it's good. That's the problem. But
0: it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Tristan. It does think it's good and then it's really
5: not good. <laughs> All right. No, okay, guys. I think I think we have uh,
2: <laughs> I'm good on this episode as well. I'm good.
5: Yeah, I think we have, uh, run this episode into the ground. Uh, I want to thank our guests, uh, Neil. Um, thank you. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, don't thank me. Um, yeah, I. Yeah.
5: Where can people Where can <laughs>
0: Where can people avoid you
5: yeah, where can... Yes where can Avoid
0: me on uh, Smorgasbord And also on Twitter Because I I, I like Twitter a lot But I, I I like to also be a dick Online So don't don't follow me
2: Drop your Twitter handle Restless Boom Boom You've got one of those dumb underscores, too. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Jake, did not, Jake you got a pro Now Jake, Jake hates underscores. What is going on I
2: here? This is not <laughs> a new thing. I, I just think, like, come on. Like, it, if it's taken, just pick a different name. Uh, oh, I can't stand him. The underscore. With the underscore is your name? Well, there's a space
0: there. I, I you know.
2: All right
5: yeah I mean, there's a
0: space and restless and boom
5: guys let's let's, so let's let's why
0: not utilize that space as far as the thing goes
5: yeah let's 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 pick our battles here guys
2: listen <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason i haven't harped on underscores for a long time i just i was trying to help neil out because i was trying to get him some more followers but you didn't mention no. the underscore so i wanted to uh no, don't. Make sure I, people knew where to went.
5: Honestly, I think I Neil just I got like I think Neil just got unfollowed. Okay. <laughs> so
0: Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs>
5: Follow
0: me. Unfollow me.
5: Uh Joe, where can people find you, man?
4: <laughs> yeah, you can find me on my podcast Startcast where I'm having long form conversations with people new episodes every saturday or you can find me on twitter at the tubby ninja no underscores
2: no underscore
0: well done (laughs) you are the best salesman of anything i've ever heard
4: that is not true otherwise i'd be plugging the fact that i also have a book called i become death
5: there you go (laughs) oh man yeah it's you're gonna uh, our morbius episode you're gonna be (laughs) Gonna be- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to be flying off the shelves.
2: <laughs> ching ching
5: uh, Tristan, thank you for joining us, man. I really appreciate it.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, and I guarantee that we're going to be talking about something better than Morbius next time you see me.
5: <laughs> uh, Tristan will be joining us for Morbius 2. <laughs> it's called More Morbius. It sells itself. Uh, <laughs> by us. Do you guys want to know what I originally was going to start the show with? Yes. What? Oh yes. I was going to, I was going to say, at its Corbius, Morbius is a Storbius. <laughs> you couldn't do it, could you? I couldn't, you couldn't do, it. do it. I had it, I, I, I had it written. Oh, it's so
0: fantastic.
5: I had it written in my notes and I was going to be like, and it's Corbius Morbius is a Storybius of Vampire Lorbius.
0: I don't think we could do it.
5: Oh man! All right. Oh god. Oh, do you think Morbius Part Four is going to be called Morbius Forbius?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. I
5: hope not. It's
2: so hard. I hope not. <laughs>
5: Oh man! let's i let oh God, I'm gonna take this episode in the back alley and shoot it
4: <laughs> let's get the old yeller treatment
5: seriously, I am curb stomping the fuck out of this episode. We are done, guys, thank you so God. much. We will see you next week. See ya later. Put a lid on this one, put a lid on this shit, Jesus Christ. <laughs>
4: They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless. But I didn't say that.
1: There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. It, it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware of where parties culture spill over like a vulture carry over culture pushed over top culture Uncool kids What's this haze's already been said leftovers. Sure the Only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture leftovers Podcast that original and good have already been done before, so we should separate the weed from the chaff. And we're the, shop, the crap even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Gonna to toss it, going not taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, let's embrace it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What to say's already been said. Leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this pop culture left over Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. I knew the uncool kids. What's to say already been said. Leftovers. Sure. The only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture. Leftovers.